This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. According to the Cincinnati Association website, in 485 BC, the Roman Empire was threatened by an army of barbarian tribes. The Senate called upon Lucius Cincinnatus, a Roman general who had retired to farming, granting him the powers of dictator so he could save the nation. Upon accomplishing this task only 16 days later, Lucius Cincinnatus relinquished his powers and returned back to his farm. Perhaps, just like this episode's guest after each week of giving you fantasy football advice, as part of the Fantasy Football Dudes. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time is the stuff of the DeLorean. The date is February 26, 1998, and we are in New York City. We're here to watch the premiere of The Big Lebowski, and the very popular character, The Dude, played by Jeff Bridges. Sure, this isn't a fantasy football-related directly kind of thing, but perhaps in a way... It's indirectly related to the naming of this week's guest, Fantasy Football League. Time will only tell. Maybe the DeLorean will help us tell. But we'll get into that later in this episode. Because we have Trent Jackson, one of the fantasy football dudes on this week's episode, to share with you his fantasy football origin story. I reached out to Trent, I don't know, quite some time ago. I don't really remember when. Before I started this fantasy football origin show when I was only doing the Football History Do podcast, and we sort of exchanged what have yous and such, and I, of course, had to really mostly reach out to him because of the name, the Fantasy Football Dude. Part of me was kind of heartbroken because I was like, dang it, that's what I was going to be back in 2017, the Fantasy Football Dude, and now somebody else is doing it, and I don't want to, I don't want to rain on their parade, but regardless, we didn't really keep in touch, and then I started this show, and I kind of circled back, somehow found him. So I think it was maybe on the Overcast app they were promoting it or something. I'm like, oh, I got to reach out back to this guy and see what's going on. Because I got to have another dude on the show, right? So here he is, Trent Jackson, the fantasy football dude. Perfect. No, that sounds good to me. What? Where are you from, Arnie? So I'm from the uh, Michigan area. You're going to hear about me sometime naturally talk about the Lions. So here's my Barry Sanders coaster. We'll talk about Okay. Uh, you're somewhere out Perfect. west, I'll take it, considering you said Pacific time and everything. Yeah, California. I'm actually a farmer, so totally not what you think of at all when you think of California. So, well, I mean, there's where most of our our food crops come from, especially in the winter time. That in Mexico and stuff. So, like up here, it's not like yeah. we're farming in uh, the middle yeah. of uh, January. So, that's a pretty cool little stuff. We're gonna start right there then. So, you're a farmer, and then you got okay. into fantasy football. Yes. Oh, that's pretty. Like, what kind of farm do you guys have? Uh, so we have uh, we farm tree fruit and blueberries. So apricots, uh, plum cots, which is a mix between a plum and an apricot. Uh, it is not a GMO as people think it is. Uh, peaches, nectarines. Uh, we got a little bit of apples now. I have blueberries. We've done cherries in the past. Figs. All all kinds of stuff we do here in the Central Valley, California. So. 
But yeah, so I am a 10th generation farmer, actually, which is hard to believe, you know, and everybody has some sort of farming in their history from America, right? But my family just never quit it. You know, my my great-grandpa always said, what you want to be in is either food, shelter, or water. Those are the three necessities we need in life. So uh, we're doing the food part here the best we can. Oh, that's awesome. That's something that, I mean, we obviously need. And it's uh, interesting to hear someone, like you said, someone that's used to going on the internet and fantasy football and stuff like that, you wouldn't think necessarily of a farmer because there's that, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, uh, biasness to, you know, like, oh, it's just a farmer not interested in technology. But nowadays with the way that your tractors and all the different kind of GPS location and all that other stuff is just crazy, the advancements that's been made in the farming game as well. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. There's tractors that drive themselves now and all kinds of stuff like that. We got probes, tells us which part of the fields are more wet and need more water, all, all kinds of stuff. It, it, it's really amazing. Uh, so, yeah. So, all of those fruits that you just described, are they all like actual on when I'm thinking of like trees on limbs or some of them growing out of like different kind of bushes and such or... They all grow on trees on a limb. So stone fruit is what we call it. You know, fruit that has a stone in it that you can't eat the pit. And then blueberries, of course, grow on a bush. Oh, that's cool. And what's the process for even, I don't know, pick a fruit, one of those. And like, what's the process from taking it from you putting it in the ground to me all of a sudden eating it, uh, you know, I'm watching a game or something. Okay. Uh, you want the whole process or you just the want cliff like notes. Uh, We just you... got in the elevator and you got okay. only got like 50 <laughs> seconds. Okay. So, uh, each peach tree, for example, and a blueberry bush too, gets picked multiple times. Uh, peaches are only picked by hand. So any stone fruit you eat in the store is picked by hand. So that gets picked. So a guy climbs up a ladder. He feels the peach. If it's too hard, he won't pick it. He'll go to the next one. Oh, that one's right. Picks it. Puts it in his, his basket. It's a box. That goes on a tractor. That tractor gets picked up by a truck. That truck goes to a packing shed. The packing shed runs on a line. People think that there's a lot of GMOs and stuff with stone fruit because they all look the same at the grocery store. They're all the same shape. No, that store buys a certain size of fruit, and that's the size they get. So if there's a scar on that fruit, if there's a blemish, it gets thrown away, unfortunately. That's not good enough for grocery store standards. So that gets thrown away. So each so when it runs on that line... It gets picked out by hand. It gets packed in a box by hand. So the fruit you eat at the store, it's touched by, you know, maybe four different hands before it even gets, you know, by the time it gets into the box. Then it gets palletized, put in, put in cold storage on a truck to a distribution center near you. That's pretty interesting when you think about it, like how many people have to... Not just, I mean, I didn't even think about it, so like an actual person climbing up a ladder to grab the fruit off the tree, but then, oh, yeah. you know, transporting it and all that stuff for me to just not take, uh, what's it called, like not be grateful for the fruit that I'm eating, but how many different hands oh, had yeah. to go into it. So again, thank yeah. you for what you do. I talked to another guy yesterday, it was uh, from California, but he was, you know, Navy. So both of you are out there, one's oh, defending yeah. our country, one's feeding the country. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So no. So yeah. And then the fantasy football part of this, I don't know, sixth grade, I joined a fantasy football league. I don't think my mom knew I did it, you know, like sixth grade. Uh, I think I was messing around it in the computer lab. I didn't really, I loved football. I loved the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, kept seeing these commercials of like Chris Cooley sticking his wall through dry, his hand through drywall, catching footballs and like a uh, uh, was it Jason Campbell did the one when he threw the ball in the air, then he hit it with another football and it got completed to two different receivers. So I saw all this fantasy football stuff on TV, you know, NFL fantasy football, NFL.com. 
and I just signed it up. I signed up. I don't even, I think I like taught myself how to make an email, did a free league, did the draft. I think it was an auto draft. I ended up winning that league in sixth grade. I think I was the only guy setting my lineup, honestly, you know, cause a free league sixth grader, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, I had like Man, who was on my team? I might have had like that was like pre Trell Owens on the Cowboys. I, I don't even remember who was on my team. I think I had like Julius Jones, maybe, and uh, maybe Tom Brady was on that team. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I just kind of got hooked on it after that. And each year it got bigger and bigger. And then by the time I graduated from high school, I got all my high school buddies together and we formed the Dude League, which we have a huge trophy. Uh, had a huge draft, you know, put a field goal post in the living room, all this stuff. And we ended up, uh, that's the same league, the dude league. It's about started out with 18 guys, had to minimize it down to 12, you know, eventually over time. But yeah, that's, that's the main league. And that's kind of what I named our podcast after was the fancy football dudes was kind of after the dude league. We spent a long time thinking of that league name. Maybe I should put more thought into it. I don't know, but, uh, (laughs) it's stuck and it's kind of, you know, I kind of named the podcast after it too. Man, you had you answered like four or five of the questions that I normally ask within that what little story that you had there. I always ask, what <laughs> what team are you loyal to? I ask, well, you know, when did you first find yeah. fantasy football? Your first fantasy football leagues, blah blah blah. And then also, I was going to ask where did the name of the the podcast came. I was going to show you this too, so I can't really see down there, but here's a controller, Xbox controller. Um, I okay. might have mentioned this to you in the past, but I originally thought I was going to be the fantasy football dude, not the football history dude, back in uh, 2017. So I even Got this controller for Christmas that with an FF oh, nice. dude on it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I I remember you messaging me. Maybe so. See, we started the pod. I started the pod in 2020, middle of COVID. Didn't even do it at the beginning of the football season. I just I'd been listening to podcasts. I have an hour commute to one of my farms, and uh, from July through October, I go there six days a week. So. uh I started, I found out what a podcast was and I found out, I ended up listening to the fantasy footballers on YouTube while I was at the gym one day. And I was like, this is cool, but what's a podcast? Still didn't know. Finally figured out it was the audio form of it. And I just got hooked. Like I wanted to listen to every single pod, was looking for reasons to do it. And I was like, man, this would be really fun to make a podcast, but it's probably too much technology, really hard. Finally, in the middle of COVID, you know, it's probably 2015 when I listened to my first podcast, like 2020. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it, you know? So that's when I took the plunge. That's cool. And like you said, the, um, well, 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 you got into, you just kind of named it after your, your home league, we'll call it. Uh, we're going to get into that later. Let's, let's get back first into like your, your experiences with fantasy football. Why, why, no, let's go this way. The Cowboys. Why in California were the Cowboys your team? <laughs> why uh there's actually a lot of cowboy fans in california believe it or not uh probably the three biggest teams here in california are cowboy or 49ers cowboys and raiders i'd say that's the most fans and some good amount of rams fans also uh my dad liked the cowboys my dad loved roger staubach his brother loved roger staubach tom landry all that stuff i have vague memories of like i was born in 92 so you know, I have vague memories, you know, watching like my, there's like a picture of my dad holding me while the Cowboys were winning their last Super Bowl. And I believe that was 95. So like, it's just something that I was born into. And uh, I used to always ask my dad, which team's the good team, which team's the bad team. And it ended up, you know, we always went for the Cowboys. We hated the Redskins. We hated the Giants. We 
paid the Eagles and all that stuff. But yeah, that's that's where it came to. And uh, there was even a span of time where uh, when the Raiders were good and the Cowboys weren't good, we ended up watching a lot of those games also. But yeah, like I always, me and my dad just always watch football and the Cowboys were kind of the team. That was just the team he liked. So that's the team I liked. Why do you like the Lions? I'm sure you've a- answered this a lot on your podcast. Mine is more because of this, the home base team. And then, of course, you know, the, 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 the family grew up with it. And, you know, my, my grandpa was the one that first started watching football. He became a Lions fan and then it transferred into my dad. And then it's just kind of a family thing as far as something that we can all relate to. I hear that thing that you just said about my dad watched the Cowboys when they first started, Roger Stylebeck. That's when they became America's team, like around the 70s and stuff like that. So that's a very common theme across the nation when I talk to anybody because that or they're Steelers fans or even potentially Raiders fans because, of course, in the 70s, very popular, you know, all three of those teams were dominant. And then, of course, yeah. from there, those became maybe that's when popular or football was becoming really popular after the merger and everything. So then that person that I talked to is like, oh, yeah, my my grandpa was a fan of him or my dad was a fan of him or whatever it might be. So, yeah, mine isn't as interesting of a story, maybe, but it's just kind of built with local hometown. But I am true. I am a yeah. diehard bandwagon. I, I am not no bandwagon. Yeah. I pre- Hey, you can't be a Lions fan and be a bandwagon. Maybe nowadays because they're getting a little better. They're on the up. You know, maybe all those third graders will start wearing a Monterey St. Brown jerseys. But uh, fun fact about the Lions, actually one of their – I live in a small – town okay there's only 12,000 people in Kingsburg it's a that's a small town for California uh we have had a couple NFL players come out of my local high school and there's 1,200 kids in the high school you know but I love the Kingsburg Vikings but Monty Clark you probably haven't heard of him he uh his high school football team had a gold medal Olympian on it NFL Hall of Famer and him he was the left tackle for Jim Brown for on the Browns but Monty Clark went on to coach the Detroit Lions. He was the head coach for a couple of years now. So that's my hometown's uh, connection to the Lions is Monty Clark, a former alumni of the same high school I went to, who also blocked for Jim Brown, also has a Super Bowl ring for the perfect Dolphins team. He's on that staff, also coached the Lions. But yeah, we have a decent amount of talent that comes out of this town uh, recently. Like, you know, the guy who tours ACL on the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL Combine, Andrew Voorhees from USC. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's also from my hometown. Uh, Tyler Bray was the backup quarterback for the Bears for about five years. He had a 10-year career in the NFL. He was actually the quarterback I blocked for in high school. So, Oh, really? We have, some, we have some decent athletes that come out of this town, and it's a lot of fun. And we love our high school football. Yeah, I mean, that. going back to that Monty Clark, I mean, so I've heard of the name and because of, you know, being – different kind of through through sports history you know the name has popped up and everything i had to look it up here where you say it's kind of neat how he got to uh, block for uh, jim brown and everything of course as a lions coach i mean that's that's hometown here but yeah i see what you're saying kingsburg just think of that though as a high school football team they had rayford johnson he actually carried the torch at the olympics he was a gold medal olympian and his brother jimmy johnson who's in the nfl hall of fame you know, for the 49ers was a cornerback. And then you had Monty Clark. So you had three, you had a hall of famer, a gold medal Olympian and NFL head coach all on the same team, you know? So it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy to think about that. You know, all those guys were within two years apart of each other. Yeah. That's some pretty good athletes. I mean, did they go on and yeah. win like a uh, state champion? They have any oh, yeah. success? Uh, no state champions and championships in California till about four years ago. There's too many schools, but yeah, they went as far as they could go. You know, they were, they beat all the big schools. So that was kind of cool back in the day. Do the state champions get to play at, I don't even remember, what what is it? What's the name of the stadium with the bank and everything? Uh, SoFi, is it? 
There's so I don't think they play at SoFi. I know they've played where the LA Galaxy play. You know, when I was there, we went undefeated. We won our section championship. We didn't even get to go to state because it used to be like a BCS bowl. Now they have like 13 state champions from California, and it's it's kind of I don't know it's kind of watered down. I, I don't like it too much. I feel like there's a better way they could do it, but I don't think they'll ever figure it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they, I think there's like something where nor, depending where the team is, they might play or it's home. I am not sure. I haven't followed it as much as I would, even though I follow high school football a lot. They they did do it where the LA Galaxy play one time though. Yeah, I know that our local well, even when I lived in the Dallas area, they play at the ATT Stadium or whatever whatever Jerry World's Jerry yeah. Dome is called now and would they play here at Ford's Field as well. My uh hometown got okay. to play there a couple different times as of recently. That's cool. What That's um very cool. So we, we got kind of sidetracked into high school football. That's not really fantasy football, but still, it's, uh, it's always cool <laughs> to reminisce. A, that's a scary rabbit trail. That can happen with me anytime. High school football is actually what I like the most, but fantasy football is what I like second. So, Well, uh, I mean, a guy who sits in a tractor has a lot of time to think to himself. You know, you probably got a lot of, you know, you talk a lot. <laughs> I, I wish I sat in a tractor more. I'm, I'm actually in the sales office and on the farm. So I'm unfortunately, I'm in a cubicle more than I'd like to admit. Of course, you know what? As you mentioned that, I realize it's like I realized maybe that was a dumb uh, statement, anyways, because you're talking earlier about you don't really farm the type of crops that you're getting at, like the ones I think of. Because here it's like all corn, beans, you know, stuff like yeah. that, and hay and such. We yeah, we still use we still use a lot of tractors though for all kinds of stuff. Tractors are used daily, so no, it wasn't stupid. You're good, Artie. No, it's no stupid questions, just stupid so. people. So we'll just carry on, and uh, as a host here, we'll <laughs> get back into the fantasy football side of things. Um, let's go with you. Kind of told me, okay, my first, and that was kind of cool bringing in Chris Cool that Cooley reference. That was like taking me back. I think he was like number forty-seven. Yeah, those commercials or were great. <laughs> they need to bring those back. Those were good. Yeah, he I, didn't he. I mean, he was great for a little bit, but didn't he blow his knee out or something? Or something happened where he just all of a sudden in his career just went like nosedived or something like that. Yeah, I, I I kind of always put it up as you know just aging a little bit. You know, I just thought he kind of got a little old. But yeah, he was a probably one of the most underrated tight ends that no one really talks about. Everyone talks about Antonio Gates. You know. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, which those guys are both better than Cooley, of course, but Cooley was really good, you know, and I think he was kind of like an H-back type thing, but yeah, Cooley was great, and I don't think he ever had a great quarterback either. No, I think that was during the time when they were always pretty pretty rough shape. I'm actually pulling up his stats right here to try to remember what years he played and everything. Um, yeah, okay, so from 2004 to 2012. Okay, yeah, so he was a little bit later than I thought for some reason. But I do remember, like you said, he's more H-back. He wasn't just a straight-up tight end like you would think and going out all the time. But he had some pretty decent years here, a couple Pro yeah. Bowls and such. But, no, I remember he was a pretty good pickup there for a while. Um, what about, you know, you, you mentioned him, but then going back to maybe some of your early fantasy football days, what was your, hmm, in the dude league, maybe the player that you always felt like, I always have to have a, pla a flag plan on this, and I always want to try to get him even if it's like a round early. I'm a I'm an absolute sucker for like tight ends. Like and guys know it who is my pod. Like I'm always looking for that next tight end uh stuff like that. There was a couple years where I stacked like a Jimmy Graham and Rob Gronkowski, you know, like I, I did that two years in a row. I also had, you know, I 
to be fair, though, I haven't been great at that always. Like the, I drafted Rob Gronkowski the year he broke out, and I traded him before the season started for Lance Moore because I didn't have enough wide receivers. And that was just like so boneheaded, and I'll never let that down. You know, the trades that you don't win are the ones that stick out the most. Uh, always found myself drafting Brady. You know, I always seemed like I always took Brady, you know, at the right spot. Maybe reached on him a little bit, but Brady was probably the guy – I, I feel like I'm pretty different every year because, like, if you do me wrong, like, I kind of just won't draft you ever again. Like, I drafted uh, Michael Thomas in the second round. No, the first round, like, his year he got hurt and didn't play. Was that three years ago when he came off? Like, whatever the year was where he was the number one wide receiver the following year, I took him in the – there's a little thing that, like, whatever receiver I take in the fir- take first is, like, cursed because I've <laughs> taken, like, Michael Thomas. I've taken – uh Man, why can't I think of it right now? I've done Michael Tom. I I've had like I had like three years in a row where the receivers I took first, whether it was in the first round or second round, like ended up not playing the whole season. So I'm not proud of it. So uh, who did I take last year? I can't I can't even remember. Right well, now. wait. I mean, the I bigger that, question is, who did you take this year? Because I need to know if I need to trade him away. Um, this year I took Chris Alave a lot. Uh, I have a lot you're of right. Alave. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. You <laughs> did, you're the one that did it to me. So <laughs> yeah. speaking of yeah. bad trades, that's the guy I just traded away Stefan Diggs three weeks ago yeah. for Alave, plus some pieces on each side. And yeah, that didn't work out at all. Yeah. So I have a lot of Alave and I have a lot of Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was the other guy. I took him in the second round the year he quit. Mm. So I took Michael Thomas and I took uh, Calvin Ridley. So, so that was bad. So I kind of like, yeah. And I went back to get hurt again by Calvin Ridley. So <laughs> another guy, uh, since my buddy played with Cordero Patterson at Tennessee, Tyler Bray played with him. I always found myself taking dart throws on him just cause I watched him in college. And I'm like, this guy's a freak. He deserves to get the ball. I spent like, I was and six in this league. Okay. And I had, I did this in a couple of weeks, but I put like, 60% of my fab on Cordero Patterson three years ago. And he carried me in so many leagues. Remember he blew up on that first year on the Falcons. I had a team that was 0 and 6 that I no 1 and 6. I couldn't lose one more game or I'd be out of playoffs. I act, this is my biggest fantasy accomplishment. I actually ran the table and took second place in that league. I really wish I would have won, but the fact that I was at that point where if I lost one more game, I wasn't going to make playoffs and I won out and made it to the finals was that, that was pretty cool. And that was something neat to, to be a part of, you know, but, uh, that's kind of the feather in my cap where, uh, like that, that was almost cooler than any of the fancy championships I have was the one where I was one in six and ran the table. That, that was, that was kind of cool. I wish it would have had a better ending though. I got a couple leagues where I'm hoping I can do the same thing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I mean, we're not far enough into the season where I'm out of the playoff contention yet, but yeah, we're getting close enough or pretty soon I would be. So I got to find that one guy and run the table just like you did. Yeah. Um, What about on the flip side? So, oh, I didn't show you this yet. I don't know if you can see the DeLorean. So you get the whole premise of the show is we're going back in time. Uh, You're going to go back in time this time with that DeLorean. You get a mulligan or a redo or whatever you want to call it on a trade that you made or a draft pick, and then you can like do something different with it. What would it be? If I could do something different, uh, I wouldn't have drafted Andrew Luck the year he retired. I oh. had a draft about three hours before he retired. 
which wasn't as bad. I had two drafts that day. I actually drafted him the day he retired. I actually was at a draft and a guy, we had ESPN, the preseason on the background of the draft. And there was a guy at that draft who drafted Andrew Luck about five minutes before the retirement. So I still felt bad. But yeah, that that's probably the biggest one. And, and probably a lot of people listening were like, oh, I know, a, everyone knows a guy who drafted Andrew Luck that year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one I could do over again would have been not trade Rob Gronkowski, like I said that one time. Uh, I traded Devontae Adams last year for Chris Olave, and uh, I had a running back in there. He just had a really bad game, and I traded him. It was in that position where you you need to get those guys who don't have bye weeks and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? And mm-hmm. so I traded Devonte Adams for Chris Olave and a running back and it, it worked out okay, but Adams just blew up after that. Right? Like, uh, I, I just did, I sell them at the, sold them at the wrong time. So that, that's probably one way. And, and I'm a Fresno state fan. So me to trade Devonte Adams, that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? But again, that was my first round draft pick. I thought maybe, you know, the curse was still alive, you know? So if you won your league because of Devonte Adams, it's probably because I traded him. So, uh, it's almost like there's yeah, enough that, evidence stacking up for, yeah, you having your number one receiver on your team. And that's bad news. It's like the Madden curse, but a different story. It's, it's, ba- I published it last year and said, like, hey, these are the guys I took. Do not draft them. You know, like <laughs> I put it on Twitter, you know, and if people want to listen or not listen, that's, it's up to them. But, uh, I kind of, I ended up getting McCaffrey in my league this year and I just kind of stacked wide receivers a little bit more. Maybe this year it's Terry McLaurin. I have Terry McLaurin. If you're frustrated with him, it's probably because of me. So I think I don't think anyone's gonna listen to this pod, or they're gonna listen to it to know not what to do. You know, to my pod. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I um, I I, I was lucky enough not to hit the Terry McLaurin button anytime at you know, at the right time. So we're good there. Um, but yeah, yeah. the Chris Olave, I didn't make that trade for. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna go with a turnaround here in the upcoming. Um, okay. What about? Okay, so let's get into the reason why I brought you in the show, which is the fantasy football dudes. But you kind of alluded to the reason why the the show is called that. But why did you call it the Dude League? You know, we, <laughs> me and a couple buddies, we have it, and my uncle, we kind of just, uh, we couldn't, we, we had the draft. It was two weeks out. It was the inaugural year. And we were like, we could not think of a name for this league. So we have this trophy. I'll send it to you later. It's, uh, what is that website called? Basically, these trophies are 550 bucks. They make them per order and I can't think of the guy's name but it's a it's a fat guy sitting in a recliner his belly's showing and he has a uh, remote in his hand yeah I know what you're talking and, about uh, I can't remember the name of the the place so yeah. yeah so so we I wish we did I've, I've reached out to them on Instagram like hey you want to sponsor our show like you guys make an awesome trophy it's super expensive the guys never got back to me I wish I knew his name uh, reach out to me on Twitter and I can get that to you guys at TFF dudes but what I'm saying and I'll, I'll dig it up at some point but we had this guy on the couch. We're like, what do we call this league? You know, and my uncle said, what about the dude league? And then underneath you say the dude that could, what is it? The fancy, it's the dude is what the trophy's called. And then it says on the side that could have, what is it? that the dude that could have, the championship of the world or the dude that could have coached the NFL or something along those lines, you know, but, but yeah, it's pretty, it's a, it's a good trophy. I'll, I'll, I'll share that with you, Arnie. But yeah, I, there's really no reason why we did it, but it was just we had a, a guy on a couch and we wanted the trophy to kind of symbolize the name. But yeah, so 
we're 13 years into the dude league. And I, that's really our best explanation of why we call it the dude league. It's just, we had a, a dude on a couch that, uh, we thought was cool and we didn't know what to name it. But, and honestly, my uncle's like, Oh, just name it this for the year and you can change it next year. Something better comes and nothing ever happened. We never tried to make anything better. And what, what led to you making that? Cause I remember you messaging me in 2020 that you were thinking of doing your name or something. I remember we have some messages. I, I was going back and reading those. Oh, the, uh, I mean, why did I call myself the football history dude? Yeah. Oh, it, part of it kind of goes back to that whole my my grandpa. Um, okay, we I, I, it's just a he 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 calls everybody dude. I don't, late grandpa okay. and we. So I started like I said I was going to be the fantasy football dude, but then this is back in 2017 or so when I was finishing up with my schooling, and then I was going to get into the whole podcast space because of it was interesting to me. Just kind of like what it sounded like for you too. I had been listening to it for probably five or six years previous before then, maybe even longer since. 2009 or 2010 even probably and then i uh man it even might have even been back in 2007 or eight. yeah i've been listening to podcasts forever matthew barry from like basically the jump when he started it that was i think the first or second show i had ever found um then when it came to starting it it was you know kind of an homage paying you know paying tribute to him you know like because the football history dude he you know it's just kind of a thing that we say and i i didn't tend to say that as well and i wanted to get something catchy um, then the whole the, Delor- the DeLorean thing is like a huge reference for me. I love you know back in time and going you know the movies and everything like that. The um, oh my gosh, I'm losing the train of thought there with a uh, Back to the Future. What I call it Back in Time, but yeah, I like going back in time in the Back to the Future. And then I had the uh, at the end of the show, which you'll hear it here too. Like if you listen to any of these episodes or the Football History Dude, the way that I end the show is. Well, dude, I'm through if you're through. And that's an homage to my grandpa who, like, you would talk to him and then just literally out of nowhere, he would just, well, I'm through if you're through. And then he just hang up. Like, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even tell you, <laughs> my, like, why he's hanging yeah. up. <laughs> my grandpa doesn't even do that. He just hangs up. It's funny. Like, okay, thanks. And then he'll hang up, you know, and I've catch myself doing it. I'm like, I don't think that's the right thing to do to just hang up a phone <laughs> before you say bye. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's kind of similar. Maybe they just, I don't know, they were probably new to phones and that's just how people worked, you know? So I, I don't know. No, I that's found a, the name. My of, day job. Whoop, whoop, go ahead. Well, I found the website. It's fantasytrophies.com. Those are really cool trophies. Looks like they've come down in price, but the armchair quarterback, which is the trophy we have, it's now $375. And then they got the ultimate loser and the throwback, which is a guy doing the Heisman holding the remote is the throwback. But yeah, really good website. Uh, definitely recommend it. I'm going to reach out to him again, see if there's anything. I think they're made in Cleveland. Maybe there you go. Brooklyn, yeah, give him a so. shout out again. What was the name of that that company? fantasytrophies.com but those are by like I probably shouldn't do this because I am sponsored by Trophy Smack which they do a really great job but I've had this trophy for 13 years I can't get rid of it Trophy Smack is definitely more uh, budget friendly for your and they're very customizable they do a great job but fantasy trophies are really cool like uh, you just don't see it is like a heavy trophy definitely a team lift to pick it up but very cool trophy and uh, yeah, but yeah I, I highly I highly recommend them and, uh, and I'm sponsored by Trophy Smack, so <laughs> yeah. And Trophy Smack's a big one that. too. Trophy Smack's a big yeah. one that everybody also can get, like you said. So I mean, there's there's multiple options for the listener of the show because you're gonna go ahead and after you listen to all the people that bring on the fantasy football origin stories, you just go follow them, listen to the content, and there's there's a way. Don't pick the same receiver that the fantasy football dudes have, you know, in their first round, and then you'll be fine. Or trade them away, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, we we got three other guys on the pod. So like, you know, I'm not I you know, even though I have good stuff, like uh what was one of the other guys? Like even though I have good stuff, like I I just don't trust myself when it comes to receivers, you know. So but yeah, but we got Jordan Phil and Seth on there and those guys do a great job and it's been it's uh it's sometimes challenging having multiple people on a pod, but it really does help with chemistry, you know, because you got to work around other schedules, other people's families and all that stuff and schedules and all that. I like, but it, it, we have a good time. I was listening to uh, Tom's podcast with you, you know, the fantasy football dad. He's a good friend of ours has really helped us out. And uh, I really liked that episode with Tom. That was good. So he's a great guy. Yeah, he seemed to uh, enjoy just having that type of a conversation too. As opposed, well, I, almost everybody I bring on this show, they enjoy having this kind con- conversation because it's not okay. Let's take the top ten this week or do the you know uh, sits and starts of the week or sleepers. It's more about like just trying to like reminisce about what happened back, why I get got into whatever it is I'm doing. If it's the bo- the blog, the the podcast, whatever, and that's now with the professional transition. Now you get to take that DeLorean again. Go back to whatever, napkin moment, origin, whatever you want to call it, to the time when you're like, huh, I like playing fantasy football in the dude league. Maybe I can start something called the fantasy football dudes, and then now you have a website and everything. So take us through that whole kind of, I don't know, uh, timeline. Uh, Okay, it was a foggy day. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It was 2020. It was probably... I can look up online, but it was about the end of October, 2020, and uh, my wife was at work. I ordered a microphone on Amazon. My wife knows that I'm not very mechanically inclined at all. Okay. My wife was pregnant. We were going to have a baby in December, and I said, if I want to start this pod and I wait till December or next year, the answer is probably going to be no. I mean, you have a kid, you can't be doing a podcast. And so I was just in the garage. So like, I was like, I just got to do it. You know, I'm not going to wait. I, they say the hardest part about, because if you want to start a podcast, say the hardest part is starting. The hardest part's finding the microphone, hitting record. You really don't need that nice of a microphone to make a good podcast, in my opinion. But I got the microphone. I set this thing up. And like I said, I'm not mechanically inclined when it comes to cars at all. Like I'm terrible. Like I'm not going to like go, you know, change a transmission or my oil, let alone. And, uh, my wife's just wondering like, what is Trent doing in the garage for two hours? Like this makes no sense. And it was like, I got caught doing something terrible. You know what I mean? She walks in the garage. There I am. There's a dim light and a microphone, you know? And I like just, you know, kind of like, kind of like one of those possums when you're going through your alley and you hear something in the trash. But yeah, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I decided to start a podcast. She's like, well, you could have asked me, you know? And I was like, well, you know, it's one of those classic situations where it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I don't know if you're married or not, but that's kind of what I thought. And uh, she's like, okay, it's fine. You know, like how, and it was like a 15 minute podcast by myself. And I took two hours to make it, you know what I mean? With all the cuts and I, I don't edit anymore. Like I do very little editing on our end. We've been doing it for three years now, but, uh, so I did that and I brought another guy on. He only lasted about two episodes because, you know, life gets busy. Brought another guy on, did about maybe 16 episodes. With Then Jordan was with that other guy also. Uh, so I had Randall and Samuel. Then I brought on Jordan and then uh, we brought Phil on. So now and then uh, about last July, we thought we wanted a guy to run cameras for us, which is my cousin Seth. We all live in the same town. And so... 
and there's four of us now and we have a good time. But the way we started, yeah, my wife didn't think, she thought it was like a once a month type of thing, a once a week type of thing. She's like, you're doing this twice a week and now I'm doing it three times a week. And right now this is my fourth time of the week because I'm doing it here with you. But, uh, yeah, I have to thank my wife because she tolerates, you know, this habit I have of podcasting as much as I do and YouTube videos and reels and shorts and all that stuff. But yeah, that was kind of the light bulb moment was like, hey, I'm having a kid in a month and a half. If I don't do this now, I'm never going to do this. And I've been asking myself all this time, like, what if I never do it? Like, because I thought I could do it. I wish I had started in like 2011. You know, I didn't start till 2020, you know, and I didn't even know what they were in 2011. But that was the main thing was I was just like, it's now or never. Yeah, I would have rather started at the beginning of the NFL season, not halfway through, but yeah. And I, and I think we're kind of a different fantasy football show. Like we recap our starts and sits on Sundays and we have a segment where we just talk about who hurts you, you know, so what players hurt us that day. And then, uh, we have our, we used to do dudes and divas. So dudes were the top scores of the week and divas were the guys who underperformed. Well, divas have slowly print transitioned to, uh, who hurt you is now kind of our new divas. And then we still have a diva of the week, but we all have a diva of the week of something that was a diva for us that week. And it could have been a guy at the grocery store who took up two parking spots, or it could have been uh, the guy who didn't leave the red light fast enough because it was green and he was texting or guys who wear Uggs, you know, like it can be anything that just bugs us guys, you know, and, and we save whether it's good or we argue about it, but yeah, it's, it's a fun show. And then, Tuesdays, I do a waiver show. Every Tuesday, I have a waiver show come out. And then Thursdays, we have a matchup start-sit show. So it's, it's, it's a good time. I enjoy it. Yeah, you kind of also... Did I answer your, did I answer your question there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you answered the second question, too. I was going to ask, like, okay, if the listener of the show just found through this podcast, they're like, oh, I want to listen to the fantasy football dudes. What's the uh, unique selling proposition or what can they expect to hear from it? And you just pretty much already led into that. But like, well, okay, you have four on the show and maybe now, let's say... Let's give some love to your co-host, maybe like their their fantasy superpowers or what they bring different to the show or whatever you want to do, the chemistry and everything. So Phil kind of hosts the show. He kind of jabs at everybody, I would say. That's his his skill set. Seth is uh he's the young guy on the on the pod. He is uh I believe he's 22. I'm not sure. I, I'm 31, Phil's 34, and then Jordan's 29. But uh Phil, uh, so Phil's the host. He kind of just, you know, quarterbacks it a little bit. I give starts and sits. Also, I, I have some takes. Jordan is absolutely our numbers guy where he's like really into the gambling stuff, like really studies that DFS stuff, like all of our sleeper picks and underdog. Jordan's really into that. Plus he does starts and sits. And, uh, Seth also brings, he's, he's a little bit more of an analytical guy also. And, uh, Really good peanut gallery. Like Seth's not afraid to call anyone out. We we do make a lot of fun of each other. You know what people describe our show? They would say it seems like a couple guys sitting in a garage. You know, just talking about football with a little bit of structure. So that's kind of how someone would describe it. But yeah, so that's. I feel like uh, we all kind of think pretty similar like that. Jordan's definitely the numbers guy though, and uh, Phil's the humorous host that kind of you know brings it back and forth. And I honestly, I hate to say it, I'm kind of the guy that has to keep the show going, you know, so we don't get stuck on, you know, uh, Jordan's a Jaguars fan, so we don't make sure. And then the other two guys, Seth and Phil, are Seahawks fans. So I got to make sure we aren't talking about Seahawks too much. And then they got to make sure we aren't talking about Cowboys too much. But we do consider ourselves a Lions pod. We have a lot of Lions listeners for whatever reason. 
So uh, we do get caught up talking about the Lions maybe a little too much also. So whenever we have those, uh, we all like Gamble. You know, he's, he's one of our favorite coaches. Well, I mean, you can't, first off, you can't talk too much about them, but second off, yeah, I think they're becoming like America's team because of the way that they're building it and the way that they're, they're just becoming that team you want to root for no matter where you're at in the country. Plus, it's easy to root for someone that <laughs> never went to the Super Bowl and hasn't won a championship it's game true. since 57. Um, I'm thinking this will be our first, I mean, I'm hoping anyways, but I'm thinking this will be our first playoff victory since 91, which by the way, was against your Cowboys and beat them. But it doesn't, like, I, I can say that all I want, but it doesn't matter because you ended up winning like three Super Bowls that in the 90s or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was the game that Michael Irvin told the, no, 91, uh, Smith wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Irvin might have been there. I, I don't even know at this point. Yeah, you know, but it yeah, really it, doesn't matter. Like I said, I mean, one playoff victory to three Super Bowl victories in the same decade, and let's not even talk about that anymore. Let's get moving on to the show here. Uh, how about, okay, this has nothing to do with fantasy football, but I saw in your store you have a couple different type of shirts. One of them says Saturdays are for smoke for the smoker and one is Saturdays are for mowers. Like, what, Why did you decide to build a shirt like that and put it on your store? So during the off season, we, we talk a lot about food also, you know, like when we do our weekend recap, like, Hey, did anybody barbecue anything? So we do talk a lot about barbecuing. So we have a Saturdays are for the smoker shirt. It has a little smoker I designed on there. You want to check that out. But, uh, we've gotten a lot of good positive feedback about that. So people will tag us in their barbecue picks. I'll post a picture of like tri-tip, which you're probably not even familiar with, you know, being from Michigan, but that's a type of cut on a cow or ribs or whatever. People love barbecue picks you know we call meat picks on the internet you know we'll put that on there and then uh saturdays are for the mower i just i don't know i mow my own lawn i'm the only guy on my block who mows his own lawn you know i like have people ask me if they can mow all of yardmen ask me if they can mow my lawn but i enjoy doing it so i thought saturdays are for the mower i thought it was a cool shirt cool concept so i i made those two so and then our other one is fantasy athlete so i i, I thought that but yeah the smoker in the mower i'm wearing another one here this is just our classic dude shirt right there you know it's pretty simple but but yeah the, the mower the mower one's probably my favorite at the moment Tying it in, I'll, okay, you just mentioned your shirt, the dude, and we talk about Dan Campbell, and because everybody likes to kind of compare him to the big Lebowski, do you think that's where your uncle, at least, you know, is there any way that he had that in his mind when he decided to call the league? Because that was, I think, I just had to look it up. I came out in 98. I don't think so. I don't know why. No, I, I have no idea why he, I don't, I, I've never seen the big Lebowski. I hate to admit it. So I, I don't think that when dude Lebowski's mistaken for a millionaire Lebowski, I I doubt that's what he was coming from. <laughs> well, there's a guy in there that's called that's his name is the dude. Like his whole like the okay. whole thing. I forgot who the actor is off the top of my head, but yeah, no, he's just that's his name is the dude, and it was very popular. Like it came back because Dude Ranch, of course, was way back in the day. Then Dude meant something else back in like the 30s and you know at the beginning of when it came out. But then I think the word really came more kind of I guess you call it popular, mainstream, whatever you want to call it, pop culture after the Big Lebowski came out. Which by the way, I recommend watching. It's a, it's a super funny movie. But the guy in there, it might have been Jeff Bridges. I, I'd have to double check that, but yeah, okay. that was his character was the dude. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out. So, 
But definitely, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's where he got it from. I, I, I just, I seriously, like, I wish I had a better story of why this is what it was, and then it's kind of stuck. And then sometimes I'm like, man, was this the right name? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I always look at other, I like will get on Spotify or Apple and just look at other fantasy football podcasts and look at their cover art and be like, oh, do I need to change anything? This is actually like our second edition. Like, we don't, this hat I have, has the stars on it. We took, we got rid of the stars on the logo because I just thought it was too busy. And now I'm wondering, you know, should I get rid of the football and just have it more of a dude's thing? I, I don't know. No, I think it, with the football it makes sense because of it's re- referencing fantasy football because you're, you're saying fantasy football dudes. But uh, I'm going back to your fantasy footballers comment earlier about how they have their football in the microphone. You know, I, I yeah. you know, it's kind of the same concept, but you have the football through the earbuds, which you're listening to football, you know, full circle. I think it's a good way. I'm not a logo guy myself so i don't know any of that but i i think it makes sense to me okay your logo is very uh like you can tell what it is though you know what i'm saying though well my initial thought so again this is the same logo as the fantasy the fantasy it's the same logo as the football history dude and that was the theory me and a delorean of course the back to the future reference with the artwork that's the same font going back in time taking you of course if you see up there i don't know it's kind of hard to tell but i have that old leather helmet on so it's like i'm going back mm-hmm. in time to, t- to teach the listener about the history of the gridiron if you see on the sleeve it's like a color of the lions ish it's not exactly because of yeah. course copywriting but it's my reference to being a lions fan and then the number 56 was my football number so that was kind of all encompassing a bunch of different concepts and of course we're taking you back from like modern day stadium to back in history you know the history of the gridiron of course then i just use the same logo and slapped and the football history dude presents fantasy football or stories because it's the same concept, but listening, but purely fantasy football analysts slash maybe even the person, you know, I've, I had the guy that started fan draft. I had the guy, you know, like different kind of things that all revolve around the industry. And well, how did that come to be? Like, that's the whole premise of the show. Yeah, it, it's really like the main thing of the pod is it was something I wanted to do. And it gives me an excuse to hang out with my buddies from high school that I don't, uh, wouldn't see as much, but yeah, we look forward to it. Uh, twice a week, we all get together. I do the waiver episode by myself, but uh, yeah, it's just a good way to keep up with guys and get to talk some trash to each other, make fun of each other because of picks and it's recording. We can go back and listen to it as many times as we want. And other people say, hey, we love that you made fun of Phil this week. We love that uh, Jordan got made fun of for you know losing that cash on his bet and all that good stuff. And uh we like making fun of Seth because he wears sunglasses inside for the webcam. So I'm actually in my studio here, but I found it looks better on YouTube if we all go remote. Okay. Got a nice little background on YouTube. Even though I have a little studio, I just got done being built in my backyard. It's pretty cool, but we still will come in and do live more also. But I mean, it's a neat thing to do regardless, like you said, even if it's not for anything else other than a hobby that you get to reminisce with some, you know, you know, hang out and talk about things you enjoy with your buddies and such. Um, let's give again them some love. So where can, if the listener of the show wants to contact or they, they want to learn more about your work and your, and your, and your co-host's work, like where would they go for all of this stuff? So most of the stuff like fantasy football wise, I'm, I man on Twitter at TFF dudes. You can give us a follow on Twitter at TFF dudes and YouTube search TFF dudes. Got a lot of reels and stuff on there. If you want to go to my personal page, which I'm not as active on, I just, it's hard to run more than one Twitter page really good. You know what I'm saying? But TFF dudes, I basically run as myself. And then uh, you can follow Jordan 
at J meta underscore 17. So that's J M E H T a underscore 17. And then you can follow Phil at Phil Reyes with an F F I L L Reyes. And then Seth is not on X right now. I'm going to give him a hard time. He's saying he's going to be making a comeback soon. So I should have just made up a really weird username for him, like Crypto Costi or something's what we call him because he's uh, his last name's Costi. And uh, he's not into crypto really at all other than some Dogecoin. But I always tell him that Crypto Costi would be a good name. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Well, there you go. Don't call yeah. it a comeback because uh, you guys have put him yeah. on there for years kind of deal. Um, speaking yeah. of years and not a comeback, how about now let's take the DeLorean into the future. You get five to 10 years in the future, 20, whatever it is, you know, I'm sitting there. Maybe you have some new farming technology, AIs like picking all your your uh, stone fruits for you. But as far as the fantasy football space goes, something that you'd either like to see in the future or something that you're predicting is going to change and it's not going to be like what we see nowadays. Uh, I, maybe it's not true. I would like to see the comeback of the running backs. I'd like to see running backs being more of like, Hey, you got to get a running back in the first round because, you know, there's only so many good ones. Whereas like right now it's all committees. Unfortunately, I don't see that coming because I think they're going to keep adding more games the NFL season. As much as I love that because of fantasy football, I kind of wish they would take it back to what it was for just like, (laughs) this is just a rant here, honestly. But like everybody talks about, you know, all these records that happened and they aren't even, you can't even qualify them because the records, you know, they did it all in less games back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like we're seeing these sack records broken, but the guy had, you know, three extra games than what the last guy had or rushing all that. That's probably just my, I don't know if I like the extra games being added. And with that, I don't know if the running backs will come back, but that's what I would like to see is the running backs to get paid money to make comeback, you know, to be that guy that you want to get in the first round, even though I think this thing's going to a passing passing league and that's just the way it is and it's not going to be a defensive game anymore uh but probably more realistic view uh tight ends are a little bit more relevant like you know there's they're more balanced the water level gets raised you know not not that's probably the main thing right now if you don't have those top three tight ends you're not doing very good that'd be something i'd like to see yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, running backs making a comeback too, because of course, like I told you at the outset of this, I'm a huge Barry Sanders fan. Um, you know, that's my my favorite player of all time. I can't wait till this documentary comes out and everything like that. And tight ends probably will become more mainstream as far as like balanced out, I think, as well, because that's how they're going to be coached coming up in college. I mean, now we're having tight ends drafted higher than we have in the past. Um, how about this? Let's leave the show. We'll give the listener. Last fantasy football knowledge nuggets kind of deal. How about words of wisdom? Here we go. Words of wisdom from somebody who's just a dude that might be interested in starting their own podcast or just contributing to the fantasy football space of some sorts, just through the lens of the fantasy football dude. For someone to tips on how to start a podcast or a... yeah, the other what, person, what not, not, not tips, not just tips. Okay, so basically what you're trying to give them is like just... Words of advice for somebody that's hesitant to get into the fantasy football space and really put their content out there. Maybe they're either nervous about, um, hey, who's going to like my takes, or they just don't like the sound of their voice, or whatever it might be. But just tips for or, or, or words of wisdom for somebody that wants to start their own thing in fantasy football. What I would say is, I said it earlier, the hardest part's hitting record. 
You know what I mean? You have to get past that stage fright. And uh, this might have took me a little bit, but be yourself. You aren't going to be someone else. You're not going to be Matthew Barry. You're not going to be, you know, the fantasy footballers. Just be yourself and uh, just start doing it. You know what I mean? Like start that what's helped me more in Twitter than anything is replying to other people's tweets. And these are big name guys that end up, you tweet at them and they follow you back. You know, like, like Twitter is an app. Get on Twitter is my number one thing to do. Join fan, start tweeting in fantasy Twitter. Like there is a fantasy Twitter. All people do is talk about fantasy football. That's like all my timeline consists of and just start interacting. And like, like, you know, when I first started, I was like tweeting like, Hey, here's my top five running backs this week. You know what? The better thing that's grown me faster is like, if someone like Matthew Barry, for example, just a name, tweets something, I might be like, hey, Matt, I like your list, but I think that A-Chain isn't as good as uh, James Conner this week or something like that. And he might reply to you, actually. you know. But when you reply, then someone replies, it just like, you know, everyone thinks retweets are the main thing. The main thing I've noticed is replying to big tweets and that getting you noticed. So... I one of the biggest things I could say is Twitter, then get Twitter blue. I think that's helped me grow a lot in the last couple months. And then uh just hitting record and be yourself. That's but I would I would get used to that Twitter, uh fantasy Twitter. That that's grown my pod more than anything is Twitter, reaching out to other people. Uh there's starts and sits. There's there's always people asking questions. You can search fantasy football on Twitter and you can find questions to answer right there. And that's how you get followers. You know, people want to be fed. And uh you're gonna have people who get mad at you for uh takes you've given, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like uh every I when I first started this pod, people were always like, Hey, uh, you're you were wrong on your takes. Like, I'm not gonna listen anymore. It's like, yeah, because I was trying to give like sleeper plays of the week. And like, you know, bold sits of the week. And basically it's like, well, these guys would rather me say like, hey, Christian McCaffrey's my start of the week than say, hey, start Frank Gore this week. He's going to get 10 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they're mad. And it's like, it's so silly to me that like, oh, you'd rather me just give you the answer you already know than me to be bold and have a big take. You know what I'm saying? So I've tried to get more in that happy medium of like guys of picking who's going to have a good week and who's not. But unfortunately, that's been my experience with that. And, you know, you're going to get negative feedback and uh, just take it with a grain of salt and keep going. You know, uh, people don't get where they got without hearing any negative feedback. You just got to, you know... I guess let the haters be your motivators. I feel really lame saying that, but it's it's kind of true. Just gotta just keep going. You know, uh probably my biggest regret is publishing any of my podcasts in the first 10 episodes. I feel like I probably should have done like 10 of them, then started. You know what I'm saying? Like just sent them to a couple of friends because I go back and listen to those and I just cringe. Honestly, I listen to stuff I did two years ago and I cringe still. You know, like I, I still think I'm getting better at the whole podcast space. Like, I don't, what do you think on that, Arnie? Are you proud of those first couple pods you did? Oh, no. I mean, you're talking about this is, I mean, the very first one, Walter Camp. I mean, I think I even had my microphone upside down and I listened to it and I, same way, like you said, I cringe and, and I have, I don't really go back and listen to a lot of the old stuff anymore, but when I had, if he had been my interviewing, my, my first interviews, oh my goodness, it was me sitting there with a piece of paper and reading the question. Upton Bell would, this is, so Upton Bell is my first interview, and he would, uh, 
answer it with a great story. And then I would just follow up with a question that was not even relevant and that it would be, but it was the one I wrote down on the second one, just like, yeah, you know, like we did today, I had a bunch of questions. I kind of, I don't really write questions, but I have an outline of like concepts of what yeah. I might want to, you know, keep a time, you know, you know, organization or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, way, way different interview style now than even last year when I started the show. Or actually, it was the beginning of this year. But yeah, it was totally different than the first guys I talked to. Because I, I even told, uh, oh, geez, was it Azer was my first one? Or I forgot who if it was Azer if I talked to Richards at first. But anyway, I, I told him, I was like, yeah, because he said, well, what do you mean by that question? I'm like, honestly, dude, I have no idea. I'm just starting this and just kind of noodling around with it, trying to figure out where am I going to go. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, this kind of transformed it. as it goes. <laughs> I had a weird like radio voice, like "Welcome to Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast." This is Trent, and it was like really weird. It was like a, like a mix between like a cheerleader and like Vin Scully or something. I don't know, but yeah, I had to like relearn how to talk, and it's like I talk just fine. I just need to not get intimidated by this microphone. So, like anything, it takes practice, you know. Like uh, we have never talked to each other till this pod, Arnie, and like I probably wouldn't have been good at this, you know, five years ago. And you know, is a word I feel like I say too much, and I try really hard not to, but. I think we all have those filler words that we struggle with, and uh, you just got to keep going forward. Yeah, that's really, that's funny that you bring that up because you know what I mean was a filler couple words for me, and I even did it at my day job. There's a story that I told on one or two of these episodes at one point. It could have been the football history, dude, maybe not even this podcast, but yeah, I ended up getting a sales rep mad at me because I gave some bad news and I said, you know what I mean? And he goes, no, I don't know what you mean. He's a Giants fan, by the way. So you know what, Bobby? Yeah. Sorry about your luck either which way. No, but we have a much better relationship or we have a relationship, I should say. Back then we didn't, so he didn't understand what I was saying and but i caught it i mean going back i think that's some words of wisdom for the listener of the show if you are going to start your podcast and you're going to cringe listening to yourself whatever even 10 episodes ago but you can catch different things that you're like oh that's something that maybe in the future i can be aware of it so then when i'm going out and talking about things i can change it up or whatever it might be i do that all the time i mean as far as like when i re-listen to when i'm editing i go holy crap i can't believe I, that was a dumb question but <laughs> whatever it might be so um you already answered and you gave me a drop the mic moment. How are we going to give you a drop the mic moment now, Mr. Farmer? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know. Like a drop the mic moment? Do you want me to? I, I have no idea. So Why don't you kick your mic microphone and walk on out of here? No, the really yeah. your drop the mic moment was earlier in that. Because normally I say a piece of words of wisdom and then at the very end, It'll just, I'll just stop it and then I'll just end the show. And what you did was you said, just start. I think that was your drop the mic moment. Don't worry about what other people say and just keep going. So, on that lens, um, now I got to try to think of something different for you. Uh, do, 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 this upcoming with, season. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, just starting when you start, it's, you know, you're going to want to bring a buddy on to do the pod with probably because it's more fun with friends, but it really is hard. And you have to make sure whoever you find is really, uh, dedicated like you can't just have someone that only can do it once a month it depends what your schedule is i'd recommend starting once a week we did twice a week just because we thought the more reps the better you know we wanted to do more reps to get better at it so we stuck with twice a week but if you have a friend that you want to do it with it's kind of awkward when you introduce a co-host and he's not there three weeks later then you bring another guy in, he's not there you almost need to like plan it for a couple months I don't think you can plan enough. Ask somebody if they really want to do it. Then get the gear and you can get pretty cheap gear. I follow this guy called The School Podcasting by Dave Jackson. 
not related to me, even though it's the same name as my grandpa. And he'll tell you what gear to get and all that stuff. And it's really helpful. Uh, yeah, but fi- if you find somebody to talk football with, it makes it way easier than writing a whole... I, I do a script for my waiver wire episode once a week, and that's tough. But when I have a couple buddies in there and we're all talking, you kind of you know bounce ideas off of each other live and just have an outline. So start with the script, I guess, if you're by yourself, and then go to an outline. And as soon as you find somebody who wants to do the pod with you, get them on there and uh, just keep going and get those reps in. There you go. Keep going and get the reps in. Just like I should be doing uh, pumping iron at the gym every single day. Well, I've been doing pretty good past couple weeks anyways, improving that outlook as far as my figure goes. And speaking of improving an outlook, maybe if you listen to the Fantasy Football Dude, you can improve your outlook in your fantasy football season. Just to listen to him on the wide receivers, apparently, talking to him in this episode. But speaking of keep going and keeping the reps and putting in the work, I got to thank the fantasy football dude himself and his 10 generations of farming for keeping this country and beyond going by helping feed the nation. If you enjoyed this show, I recommend you go check out the fantasy football dudes on your podcast app of choice. You can also learn about them and all of our other guests over on our show website at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. But for now, dude, and through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.